get to see y'all on Wednesday. She's teaching stars, and so she wanted to come say hi. Y'all ready to have church? You think he's worthy of our worship tonight or something? We might as well worship him, right? I know there's not a whole bunch of us here tonight, but go ahead and get on your feet if you don't mind. Let's pray. Let's welcome him here tonight. Father, we're so excited again to be in your house, to together in your presence, to bring glory and honor onto your name. Father, I pray that you'd receive our worship, and God, that you would be the one glorified because of it. Lord, be blessed in this room together tonight as we lift our voices. And God, I, I pray, let your will be done. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence Lord and Holy Spirit you are welcome come flood this place and fill the your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord, your presence, Lord. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close nothing can compare you're our living hope your presence Lord I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence lord yes. and holy spirit you are welcome come flood this place and fill the your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord, and Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere, your glory, God, is what our
us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your
I love him tonight, don't you guys? Amen. Amen. Come on and give him a hand clap together, would you please? Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Sister Julie, Brother Dennis. We sure miss our sister when she's out. I'm sorry she was sick, but I'm so glad she's feeling better. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord few announcements as we get rolling tonight. Uh, if you haven't purchased your Valentine's Banquet tickets yet, you can get with uh, Miss Marla. She can get you some tickets tonight. Uh, Ethan, I'm going to be really loud when I really get wound up, so thank you, sir. Um, if you need uh, Valentine's Banquet tickets, they're $15. You can buy them uh, tonight or you can get some Sunday morning. I can tell you that uh, Brother Chasen has already purchased the briskets. Uh, we, are, we actually bought briskets this year and are having them smoked and uh, there's 50 pounds of brisket that's been purchased and so uh, we're going to eat well that night and so if you don't have your tickets you need to get one uh, it's not a couples only thing 
Uh, singles are welcome to come. Uh, if you don't have a date, we'll get you one at the door. And uh, we'll, well, we'll, you know, we're not playing the matchmaker thing, but anyway, we would love for you to come. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the kids are going to do a, a really cool little Western theme skit, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun as well, and uh, games and door prizes. And you can't go out to eat and go to a movie for $15 a person. There's absolutely no way. And uh, you'd spend more than that on a couple just for dinner. And uh, so we encourage you to come. Uh, that'll be Sunday night at 6 o'clock. And uh, you, can, you can get your tickets at the door, but we encourage you to come and be a part of that. Then the next Tuesday, the 15th, our, our women's ministry, our heart-to-heart ministry, uh, we'll be meeting at 6 o'clock back in our fellowship hall. I uh, encourage you girls, be a part of that. Get involved uh, with heart-to-heart. If, if you haven't yet, get, get stirred up about it. Good things are happening with our heart-to-heart ministry. Same with our men's ministry. Uh, it's coming up the 19th. That's in a couple of weeks on uh, Saturday morning, 8.30. Uh, we invite all our guys to come out and be a part of that. Always good food, good fellowship, and uh, always a good word that's shared. And so you guys come. Prime Timers is coming up on the 26th, and uh, some great things are happening towards the end of the month with BGMC and missions. Uh, I've got something exciting that's going to be happening the last Sunday of the month that I'm not going to tell you about uh, until the last Sunday of the month. And so uh, I'm really super excited. It's one of those things. Okay, I'll tell you, my pastor's coming, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, and uh, I'm pretty proud uh, of my pastor, and I've asked him to come and speak for us uh, coming up the last Sunday of the month, and so uh, I'm excited, excited as I can be about that day, and so you don't want to miss. Um, he's, he's ten times the preacher that I'll ever be, and uh, I love him. He's my hero, and uh, you don't want to miss it, and so you guys be sure and come on out and be a part of that. Uh, prayer, prayer list tonight, a few things to be reminded of. Um, we want to continue to pray for uh, those that are, that are still recovering. Uh, we're glad to see our sister Julie up and going. She's doing so much better. She said she felt like she'd been run over by a train. But besides that, man, she's great. And uh, so uh, we're, we're thankful for that tonight. Um, also, Brother Randy went through a knee surgery. This Randy Doyle went through a knee surgery this last week. He wasn't supposed to tell anybody. I probably wouldn't either, but uh, he did. And uh, he's on the mend. He's on the recovery. And uh, so be, continue praying for him. He's still getting better every day. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. I need to continue, of course, to be praying for Garen, still lifting him up. For Bud and for Betty Welts, we're still lifting them up to the Lord. A lot of different needs and names that are happening. I know some of you... Uh, probably had word Sister Nancy was scheduled to have a knee surgery yesterday. Um, they canceled her procedure and uh, postponed it to another date. And so not sure exactly. Uh, Brother Don said uh, he wasn't sure why they canceled the procedure or what the next date was going to be they were rescheduling to, uh, but that they did say they would reschedule it. So be praying for that to be quick and, and to be over with soon for them. And uh, for, for her to be able to, I, I know she struggles with pain when she walks. And so lift up Miss Nancy, please, in your prayers. Let me give you guys an opportunity tonight. Any needs or names? Maybe something I've overlooked. Sister, go ahead. Thank you. Yes, Uncle James. James Curran. He needs strength. James went through another episode this last, I guess, week, the weekend, wasn't it? It was Sunday night? Well, yeah. He, he kind of got started. Well, yeah, he got, he got down on the floor and we couldn't get him up. And um, I, 
did not realize that if their finger is cold, it won't register in the pulse ox. Wow. <laughs> so once they hooked him up, but it turned out he was dehydrated. Anyway, so, but they sent him back home, but he falls every now and then, so we can't get that far away, and we, we need to find something, because it's way more than Mama Betty can mm -hmm. handle. He's been living with, with Grandma Betty, yes. and uh, we're, we're praying for something to open up, maybe with the VA or something yes. like that. So yes. he does see the VA doctor on Monday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're praying for God to open the doors that he's supposed to walk through and shut yeah. the ones that he shouldn't. Yeah. And uh, so we'll be praying for James, for sure. What else tonight, guys? Anything else we can be in prayer with you about? My sister, my sister, because she's having a really hard time right now. And then my niece, Shauna. Which she's on the list, but she is having a really hard time with her um, arthritis. She literally cannot get out of bed until about three o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Okay. Let's she's been waking up with really bad headaches. She's just having a really hard time. Bless her heart. Okay. Let's remember Sean in our prayers. What else tonight, guys? Anything else? Maybe I've overlooked something. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's take these things to the Lord tonight in prayer. And uh, as always, man, if you if so, God's laid somebody on your heart, you want to go to them and pray with them or pray over them, please feel free to do that. But why don't we stand, uh, if you don't mind, and let's carry these things to the Lord tonight. Father, we love you. Uh, we thank you, God. We praise you uh, just for the blessing and the opportunity to blend our hearts and our voices together, uh, to be called brothers and sisters, Lord, the, the blessing of being a family. God, we can pray family prayers and, and pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ together as one. And Lord, we ask you tonight for James. We ask you to touch him, God, to be with him, to strengthen his body. Lord, I, I, I pray for his, his blood oxygen level to stay up. I pray for dehydration not to take effect in his body again. And, and Lord, I pray open the doors that, that are available and God shut the ones that he shouldn't go through. Make it very plain, make it very clear, make it very understandable, Lord. Lord, we speak a, a recovery, a quick, speedy, uh, pain-free recovery over our brother Randy tonight. We ask you, Lord God, just to intervene on his behalf. Uh, I, I pray tonight for Debbie. I ask you, God, to touch her. I, I pray just encouragement for her tonight. I pray hope and peace over her tonight. We pray for Shauna tonight, Lord. We ask that you would just uh, give her strength. God, remove pain from this arthritis out of her body. Uh, Lord God, intervene on her behalf. And, and Lord, just work miracles. God, work in her body and in her life. Uh, we pray for our upcoming events here around the church. Lord, we, we ask you to, to show favor, show your blessing over them. Uh, Lord God, I, I pray right now that you just work mighty things in our, in our youth group, our young adults, God, and, and our senior adults, our prime timers. God, every ministry, God, may it all bring glory and honor and praise unto you, Lord. We thank you tonight for who you are. Lord, we thank you for all that you do and all that you're going to do. We give you the praise. And we ask it all in the anointed name of Jesus we pray together. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap if you wouldn't mind together, please. God bless you as you're seated. Thank the Lord. We love the Lord tonight. Amen. Thank you again for being in the house of the Lord. I want to I jump straight into the Word tonight. I've got a whole lot of ground to cover and only a little bit of time to cover it in. And so uh, please bear with me as I, as I begin to try to, to dissect and dig into the Word tonight. How many would agree with your pastor when I say tonight that our God is the God of all blessing? He is the God of all blessing. How, how many would also would agree tonight that it's the plan and it's the provision of God to, to pour out that blessing on His people? Right. 
He, he wants to bless you, church. Listen, God has the ability, God has the willingness to bless His people. He has the desire to bless His people. How many would also believe tonight and agree that it's His plan and His provision to provide for His people? God wants to bless you. God wants to provide for you. Uh, God, God wants to watch over. God wants to protect. God wants to deliver. God wants to, to bring resources into our life. God wants good in the lives of His children. How many believe that tonight? From, from the time that the people were there in the garden until the day of Pentecost, God has always watched over, protected, and provided for His people. From the early church until the church of today, God has always watched over, protected, and provided for His people. The psalmist says it kind of like this in Psalms 37 and 25. He said, I've been young and now I'm old. How many can identify with that statement? Not you, young lady. Uh, I've been young and now I'm old. Uh, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. Listen, in all of his lifetime, what the psalmist is saying, in all my life, I've never seen those who acknowledge God, who put their trust in God, do without any good thing because God's good, right? He's a good and merciful God. Can I tell you tonight, no matter if we know it, no matter if we acknowledge it or not, it is the will, it is the plan of God to watch over us, to protect us, to provide for each and every one of His children. His will, His plan, His provision is for good and not evil. How many agree with that much so far tonight? And how many would also understand tonight that God loves us? God loves you. God loves me. God loves the world so much that He gave His only Son. Come on, God loves us enough to give the best that heaven has to offer. God loves us so much that He allowed His Son to be crucified, to take stripes on His body, to be spat upon. He loves us so much that He allowed His Son to take the pain and the punishment that we deserved on His body for our sake. How many are thankful tonight for the love of God? Listen, a God who loves us that much is surely a God who is willing to bring good things into our lives. Now, the thought that's kind of struck my heart for this meeting tonight is that there's a whole lot of people that, that walk through their life, yes, even Christians, that, that wander through their life wondering what the will of God is for them and wondering what the will of God is for their family. They, they question the will of God for their lives. They wonder about what God's will and what God's plan is for them. Listen, I believe with all my heart that the plan of God and the will of God is written out and thus says the Word of God. And we can find what the Word and the will compare together and, and bring to an understanding into our lives what God's will and what God's plan is. In the Word of God, you can read it and you can come to a, a greater knowledge of what God's will is for your life. For example, it's not the will of God that any should do without any good thing, but it's His will to supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So says Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. How many believe God wants to supply for us tonight? Uh, for example, it's not God's will that any should be lost, but it is His will that all should come to repentance. So says Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. How many get it? We can understand what God's will is by reading God's Word. Uh, amen? amen? And also another thing that stands out to me is that it's not God's will that any should be sick, but it is His will that we should all be healed. That's what the Word of the Lord would teach us and tell us in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. The reason why Jesus Christ took stripes upon His body, the reason why Jesus Christ went through the punishment He did was not so that we would have to walk through our lives with any sickness on us, but that we could walk through our lives healed. How many need healing tonight in your life? 
How many need healing tonight in our nation? How many believe we need healing tonight for our friends, our family, for our, for our country, for this world? There's a need of healing that surpasses so many other things in our lives today that we need to recognize and acknowledge God's will is for healing for the world today. How many believe that tonight? That's what I want to dig into the Word about tonight. The truth, I believe, uh, is found in the Word of God, and that truth is our God has a will to heal, that's not a streaming activity in all sanctuaries during all services. Would you? Thank, thank you. You're amazing. You, you all are amazing. That's it right there. How many understand our God's willing to heal us tonight? Find your Bibles, if you would, please. We're going to the book of Luke, chapter 5. Very familiar story. Luke chapter 5, I want to read verses 12 and 13 with you tonight. The Bible says, And it happened when he, Jesus, was in a certain city, that behold, a man was full of leprosy. He saw Jesus, and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And then he put out his hand and he touched him, saying, I'm willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. God, I thank you tonight for the hope. I, I thank you for the revelation of your will that we find in your word. And I thank you, God, that your will is healing for the world today. Lord, I'm asking you right now that, that you'd bring revelation knowledge through your word tonight. And God, may we grasp the reality of your will and your desire for us all tonight. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name I pray. And all of God's people agree tonight and said... Amen. Let's give him one more hand clap if you don't mind, please. Thank the Lord. How many would agree with the statement tonight that our God is willing to bring healing into our lives? That, that's a pretty fundamental statement. If, if we're a believer, then we ought to come to that realization. We ought to acknowledge the fact God is willing to bring healing to our bodies. But the truth is, there's a lot of people who don't understand that very basic, that very simple premise of the Word of God. A lot of people question what the will of God is concerning the healing power of Almighty God. If you'll remember with me, we, we took the Wednesday nights through January, the last several Wednesday nights, we, we took that time in January and we focused from the Word of God uh, and we put an emphasis on the topic of prayer. Uh, we spoke over the, the emphasis and the importance of prayer in our lives personally, the importance of prayer corporately around the altars. We, we spoke about how prayer can happen anywhere and anytime. Uh, we, we spoke about how prayer is simply a conversation uh, between the child of God and our Heavenly Father. Uh, there, there's so many things that we brought out. And I genuinely believe that, that just like me, that, that at the beginning of the year, we needed to re-emphasis back on the topic and the subject of prayer. Uh, and we took those first several weeks and Wednesday, and that's exactly what we did. And, and I believe that many of us caught that vision. We caught that heart to, uh, to, to live and, and make prayer a priority in our lives in, in this year that lies in front of us. And as I began to pray about the service for tonight, I, I believe the Holy Spirit began to give me direction on, on taking the opportunity over the next several Wednesday nights and, and speaking to the topic and focusing our attention on the topic of healing. Uh, I believe it's very important that the church and the children of God get a hold of the idea of healing. 
Uh, we, we get so caught up in, uh, in the latest and the greatest technology and we get so caught up in, in the latest and the greatest theology and, and we get so caught up in the latest and the gr- latest and the greatest gizmos that, that we overlook many times the, the basic nut and bolts Christianity and, and I submit to you as your pastor, I think it's time for the church to get back to some nuts and bolts. If we don't have some foundation under us, if we don't have some some basic principles, if we don't have the nuts and bolts of Christianity, we certainly can't build anything off of that. How many agree with that tonight? Uh, and, and so for, for just a little while, maybe, I, I don't know, I, I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit, but, but I want to focus on the topic of healing. I, I think healing ought to be a common practice in the church house. I think healing ought to be the, the, the commonplace and not the peculiar thing. It should not take us by surprise when somebody's raised up out of the, the grave or out of the dead. It shouldn't take us by surprise when, when the lame begin to walk or the blind begin to see or the dumb begin to hear. It shouldn't take us by surprise when God miraculously ministers healing to a body. How many believe that tonight? I believe with all my heart that healing is the will and healing is the plan of Almighty God. And the truth of the matter is, uh, if it's broken, I believe my God is able to fix it. How about you? It makes no difference if it's a broken heart. It makes no difference if it's a broken mind. It doesn't make any matter if it's physical, if it's emotional, if it's spiritual. It doesn't matter what label the doctor might put on it. It doesn't make any difference what man might say. My God, your God, our God is able to heal all things. How many believe that tonight? In the book of Exodus chapter 15 verse 26, the Lord identifies himself as a healer. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. How many get it? He's the Lord who heals us. He may work through miracle, he may work through medicine, but it's still the hand of God that ministered the healing. How many are with me tonight? Psalms 103 verses 2 and 3, the psalmist says, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. How much can He heal? He can heal all our diseases. Oh, I don't know about this. He might be able to cure this, but I don't know about this. That's not what the Bible says, friend. The Bible says God can heal all of it. My daddy can fix anything. How many believe that tonight? Around our house, my girls have it in their head that their daddy can fix anything. If something's broken, uh, they want to take it to daddy. It doesn't matter if it's a baby doll, they take it to daddy. If it's a brake light on the car, they take it to daddy. If there's food left on their plate, they take it to daddy. Daddy, fix it. Thank you all for helping me tonight. That was was kind of cute. They they want me to fix their leftovers just like... Anyway... The really cool thing is, is now that they're older and don't live necessarily in the house all the time, they'll video call daddy and they'll say, Hey daddy, uh, can you walk me through how to do this? Can you tell me? I'll fix it. You just tell me what I'm supposed to do. Uh, about two weeks ago, Josie called. Her shower head was dripping. It was leaking. And, and so she wanted to replace it. She went to the store. She bought her a new shower head. And she said, Daddy, it came with this roll of this funky looking white tape. What am I supposed to do with that? And I said, Well, sweetheart, that's Teflon tape. And you're supposed to put it around the threads. And then you put your shower head on. That way it doesn't leak whenever you put it on. Well, I, I know you gave me some tools. You gave me my tool bag. What do I use to tighten it up with? And I walked her through step by step. And, and then here's the really cool part she said daddy my my shower doesn't drain very good 
I said, sweetheart, was there little girls who lived in the apartment before you? Yeah, daddy, there was. And I said, okay, let's do this. Take that screwdriver that I gave you, take the, take the drain off, pull that out. Okay, daddy, now go get a clothes hanger and take those pliers and bend, a, bend an elbow on the end of that clothes hanger. Now stick it down in that hole and begin to twist. And she began to twist, and I joke you not, this, this came out. I mean, it looked like there was a dead rat that was down inside that drain. <laughs> And they just knew that daddy could fix anything. Josie just knew because I could coach her through it on the telephone that daddy could fix anything. Jamie still yet is married to a younger version of her daddy, but when something's really broken, she still calls daddy and says, Daddy, how do I fix this? Uh, they, they think daddy can fix almost anything. Well, I submit to you tonight that I know a daddy who can fix absolutely anything. Our Heavenly Father can fix anything that's broken. Church, especially you and I. I believe He's able to fix us each and every time. And He's able to fix us exactly in the places where we're hurting. Here in the Word tonight, we find this very familiar story about a leper who, who came to Jesus needing fixing in his life. He, he had a very big problem that needed fixed. He needed healing to take place in his life. Uh, and, and the reality was for a leper in the time of Jesus, there absolutely was no cure. He needed a miracle to happen. He needed something bigger than himself to, to transpire. He needed something that he couldn't find on his own. So he went looking to Jesus to find healing. Then the thing that always has stood out to me in this story is this. The, the, the leper who, who cried out to Jesus didn't question whether or not Jesus had the ability to heal him or not. He questioned Jesus' willingness to heal him. He didn't say, Lord, if you've got the power, please heal me. He didn't say, Lord, if you think you can, please heal me. No, he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal me. And so by saying that, he acknowledged the power of Jesus to minister healing. What he was questioning was Jesus' willingness to minister healing to his body. Can I tell you today that many people, even in the church, still run through that same problem in their lives today. Many people don't think they're worthy of the healing of Jesus Christ. Oh, he wouldn't be willing to heal somebody like me. All the bad stuff I've done, all the bad places I've been to, all the bad things that I've been a part of in my life, he sure wouldn't want to heal somebody like me. Oh, I think he's got the power, but I just don't know that he would want to do that for somebody like me. Or perhaps, uh, maybe their, their idea is not because of themselves, but maybe it's because of somebody else. Well, he's so busy taking care of other people, I don't know if he's got time to come over here and take care of my healing or not. And so, uh, Lord, if you're willing, if you've got the time, uh, could you just you know, kind of uh, meander by here and take care of some problems in my life? Listen, friend, it doesn't matter how big, it doesn't matter how small, it doesn't matter how much, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, it doesn't matter your background. Our God's desire for our lives is to minister healing in every area of our lives. How many believe that tonight? He's willing to heal. Some things I want to share with you tonight, point out to you from the Word about God's willingness to heal. And the very first thing I want to talk about is this. Let's talk about the need. The need for healing. Look with me at verse 12. Verse 12 says, And it happened when he was in a certain city that behold, a man was full of leprosy. He saw Jesus and he fell on his face and immediately implored him saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. 
praise God, He's a need-meeting God. How many believe that tonight? Leprosy in the time of Jesus Christ was the most serious disease of the time. There there was no greater sickness, there there was no greater uh, serious situation than to be diagnosed with leprosy. Leprosy, uh, to be diagnosed with leprosy meant that you were the outcast of society. To be diagnosed with leprosy meant that you had to spend time in isolation or quarantine. Not 14 days, not 10 days, not 5 days, but your entire life, if you were diagnosed as a leper, was spent in quarantine from that time forward. You couldn't be around people, you couldn't be around friends, you couldn't be around family. You had to walk up and down the street proclaiming to everyone that you would encounter, unclean, I'm unclean, don't come near me, I'm unclean, don't be around me, I'm unclean. Because to come into contact with a leper, to touch a leper, meant that the contact could have been transmitted to a different person. The disease or the sickness could be transmitted to the person that you came into contact with or touched. They didn't know if if it was transmitted by airborne or, or if it was transmitted by touch. They just knew that that person had leprosy. So the best thing to do was stay as far away from them as you possibly could. That way you certainly wouldn't be transmitting that disease to somebody else. The disease affected their skin and their nerve endings. And it got to the point where they lost all feeling in their fingers and all feeling in their toes. All feeling to the skin that had been affected by the leprosy. They would actually begin to decay. They would actually begin to decompose like a dead body would decompose. Pieces of their skin and pieces of their body would fall off as they walked down the road. They were actually the living dead. They were alive inside of them, but their body was decaying as if it was a dead body altogether. Without a question... Without any debate, without any other words needing to be spoken, the leper was a person in tremendous need in their life. How many agree with that tonight? The truth is, though, friend, there's actually a greater need than leprosy. There's actually a bigger sickness than leprosy. It's a sickness that causes people to be the living dead. It's a sickness that causes people to be the walking dead. This great need, this great sickness is the sickness and the need called sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 23, the word says, For the wages of sin is death. Oh, it it may not be something external that you can see like a leper when he's approaching you. Uh, That person may not be crying out unclean. But to have a a sick, impure heart is just as disease-ridden as to have an outward appearance of a decaying flesh on your body. The, The truth tonight we need to hear, church family, is this. We live among the walking dead. Church, there are dead people all around us every day. And yes, we even have dead people who come to this church week after week, service after service. There's dead people that we encounter on a continual basis. The greatest need in sick people's lives, the greatest need of sickness that needs to be healed is not COVID, it's not cancer, it's not diabetes, it's not a heart condition, it's not some other uh, Ebola, it's not some disease labeled by man, but the greatest need in the world that needs healing today is the sickness of sin. How many agree with that? See, this disease causes uh, the nerve endings to be affected. 
If you deal with sin long enough, a person can become so affected by sin that they lose all feeling of what's right and wrong. They have absolutely no idea of morality. This sickness can bring decay into a person's life to the point that it infects and it destroys a family. The decay can affect and destroy relationships. It can affect and destroy ministries. And there is no earthly doctor who can treat this sickness of sin. There's no self-medication that you can take to treat this sickness of sin. The disease of sin, if left untreated, can even cause that person to be an outcast, to be quarantined for the rest of eternity. Revelation chapter 21 verse 27 says, There shall by no means enter into it, that is heaven, anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb books of life. The difference between sin and leprosy is this. One of them is really easy to see. You can tell a person that's got leprosy, but a person whose life is consumed with the rot of sin is not as obvious as a person whose life is consumed by the rot of leprosy. But the need for healing in both of them are tremendous. Now, Pastor, why would you talk about healing and use sin in the same context as talk about healing? Well, let me ask you, my friend. Jesus said it like this. What's easier to say to this man, your sins are forgiven, or take up your mat and walk? What's easier to say, you're healed in the name of Jesus, or let your sins be forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ? The same God who can cure our sickness of sin is the same God who can cure the sickness of COVID. The, The same God who can cure sin is the same God who can cure cancer. Come on, the same God who can heal one part is the same God who can heal any part. Amen? He knows the need, and He is a need-meeting God. Praise God tonight. Sin is the greatest need of healing in a person's life, and He is a God who can meet that need every time. What do we need to know about the Lord being willing to heal? Well, the first thing we need to understand is the need for healing. Another thing we need to understand tonight about the Lord being willing to heal, and that's this, we need to understand His willingness. His willingness. Look at verse 13. Verse 13, the Bible says, And He put out His hand, and He touched Him, saying, I'm willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left Him. I'm so glad tonight He's willing, aren't you? I'm so glad tonight He was willing to touch my life. How about you? I'm so glad he looked at me and said, Oh, Gary, that's not leprosy on you, but it's the plague of sin. May it be covered by the blood of my my Savior. Again, leprosy was, was what caused the people to be the greatest outcast of society. Mainly because the disease that they had was contagious. And if you touched one of them, the chances were that you could become infected with the very same disease of leprosy that that person was carrying on their body. There was only one way, though, for this leper to ever receive the the, the fulfillment of the need that was on his life. There was only one way that he could ever be cleansed, and that was to come into contact with Jesus Christ. The only way he could ever be cleansed was for Jesus to touch him. How many of y'all ever been touched by the Lord tonight? The leper knew that Jesus could. He he just wasn't positive that Jesus uh, was willing to do what he was asking of him. He knew that that Jesus could. He just didn't know if he would. And so he cried out, Lord, if you're willing, let me be cleansed. 
What we see is a willingness of Jesus Christ to reach out and touch this leper. What we see is a willingness of Jesus Christ, a disregard for his own well-being. I'm having so much fun tonight, I'm coming down here with y'all. I'm preaching Sunday morning about the reckless love of God. God has a reckless love for you and I. This, this thought hit my mind as I was preparing this word today and began to stir me. He had a reckless love for that leper. He, he put his own self-regard out of his mind. He wasn't even thinking about how it would affect him. He wasn't even thinking about, yes, I'm 100% God, but yeah, I'm 100% man too. And so if I touch him, is this leprosy going to come upon me? Jesus never had a doubt in his mind he, he had such a, a reckless abandonment to love this man so much that he reached out and willingly took him by the hand. Yeah. Nobody forced him. Nobody held a gun to his head. Nobody told him he had to. He willingly did it himself and reached out and got a hold of him and said, Be clean. There's a willingness tonight for you and for I. Listen, I want you to understand, there's only one way for the disease that we have all walking around with today in the world and in society to be cured, and that is through the precious atoning blood of the Lamb of Almighty God. There's only one way that we can be cured. There's only one way that sin can be healed, and that's through the touch of the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Listen, what can cleanse us? Nothing but the lamb of God. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on. Many today believe He... He might still have the ability, but is he really willing to heal me? Can I tell you tonight, just as sure as he's willing to heal this leper, he's still willing to heal you and I. He's still willing to touch us in the place of our need. I, I know I focus so much on, on, on this sin topic tonight, but the fact of the matter is, he's willing to touch your COVID. He's willing to touch your cancer. He's willing to touch diabetes. He's willing to touch whatever infirmity that the label the doctors have placed upon you, or even the, the label the doctors don't even know how to label you. See, he's willing to do that for you and I. He has such reckless love. So one of my favorite scriptures is found in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 18. Jesus said, nobody takes my life from me, but I lay it down of myself. When they were taking him to the cross, (laughs) he opened his mouth and his confession was, listen, the Romans... The Romans aren't crucifying me. The Jews are not forcing me into this moment. The devil isn't even making me go to this cross. That's right. It's not the fault of the people that I'm doing it for through generation after generation, but I'm willingly laying down my life though they may have life. Hallelujah. 
He had free will. He had free volition of him of his own desires and his own decisions to make up his own mind whether he would go. The Bible says that Jesus declared he could call on legions of angels to rescue him from that moment. But yet he chose the stripes and he chose the cross. <laughs> if he willingly went to the cross of Calvary, if he willingly took stripes on his body for you and I, don't you understand that He's willing to heal you anywhere you hurt? He's willing to heal us in our body. He's willing to heal us in our mind. He's willing to heal us in our finances. He's willing to heal us in our relationships. He's willing to heal us anywhere we hurt. What do we need to know tonight about the Lord being willing to heal? We need to understand His willingness. And one more thing I want to talk to you about is, and that's the results. Look at verse 13. Verse 13 again, the Bible says he put his hand out and he touched him saying, I'm willing to be cleansed. And immediately, immediately the leprosy left him. How many understand tonight that, that with God the results are always great? When we combine our need with his willingness, great things happen every time. When we allow our need to, to be brought before Him, when we allow our need to, to be made manifest in His presence, when we'll stop trying to take care of our need in our own power and we say, Lord, here's my need, right. it meets with His willingness and the results are immediate. The need of this leper was incredible. The need was something that no man could help him with. The need was something he couldn't do for himself. But then he saw Jesus, and I believe he had an understanding of the ability of Jesus Christ. His only question was the willingness. He knew Jesus could. He just wasn't sure if Jesus would. But what he soon found out was not only was Jesus able, but Jesus was willing to heal him as well. Jesus reached out and he touched him. And the Bible says that immediately, instantaneously, the leprosy left his face. The leprosy left his hands. The leprosy left his body. The leprosy left him entirely. Immediately, the leprosy left him. How many understand this was a miracle that took place in the sight of everybody that was there that day? No, we do not know. The Bible doesn't depict how advanced the leprosy was on this man. What we know is that he had it because the Bible says he was full of leprosy. If he was full of leprosy, then, then chances were his leprosy was advanced enough that it would have been visible for the people to see it. Now Jesus reached out and touched him and immediately it was gone. Church, the, the results were so visible that people knew about it immediately. Can I tell you tonight that the results can be the same for everybody. He can immediately remove sin. He can immediately bring healing into a person's life. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says that if, if we'll confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us immediately. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you understand the impact of that particular scripture? If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive our sins. If we'll confess our sins... If we'll confess our need, come on, let's, let's, let's talk about what we've been talking about. If we'll say, Lord God, I, I've got this problem. 
I've got this issue. But you know what most folks like to do? They'll ignore the sin. They'll deny the sin. They'll, they'll make an excuse for the sin. Well, well, it's just the way I am. This is just the way I was born. Well, it's my mama's fault, or it's my wife's fault, or it's my husband's fault, or it's my teacher's fault, or it's those people I grew up with's fault. It's just a family tradition. I am the way I am because of somebody else. That's, that's the world and the society we live in today, you guys. I am the way I am because of somebody else. No, we're all born with a sin nature. And the only way to deal with that need of that sin nature to be healed is through the cleansing, atoning blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. The Bible says if we confess our sins, we go before Him and declare, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And He's perfect and pure and righteous to come and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to forgive us of our sins. No waiting. No wondering. The results could be immediate. The results could be visible. Uh, when any person asks Jesus to heal their sin, how many know the results are going to be great? Amen. And again, perhaps the, the need of healing that you're faced with tonight is not the need of, of sin being eradicated, but it might be physical or emotional or financial or relational. Listen, it, the reality is we live in a world filled in need for healing. Uh, a very diverse separate uh, sources and, and very diverse separate things of, of, of people encountering in their life. But, but hear me, I believe our God has the power and the authority to speak healing over every situation and every need that arise in a person's life. Our God is able, our God is willing, and He can wholly restore spirit, mind, soul, and body, and the result can be immediate. What do we need to know tonight about the Lord being willing to heal? When our need meets His willingness, the results are incredible. I want to encourage you in something over the next few weeks. As we dig further into the Word of God, this message had to be preached first. This message had to lay a foundation for us to understand. The willingness of God to minister healing. Now, over the next several Wednesday nights, we're going to be digging deeper into the topic of healing. I, I want to encourage you. If you know people that are struggling for a need of healing in their bodies, they're struggling with a need of healing in their mind or their spirit or their emotions or, or whatever their need for healing may be, whether it's, it's spoken, diagnosed, or not, maybe it's not even acknowledged, I want to encourage you to do everything in your power to get them here on a Wednesday night. Uh, uh, oh, pastor, uh, I'd rather bring them on a Sunday. Uh, our services are a whole lot more lively on a Sunday. Friend, that's great. Uh, break the ice, get them here on a Wednesday night, yeah. and watch what God does. I'm going to believe that by the end of the month, I I'm going to believe that by the, by the time we wrap up this series of messages about healing, that we're going to be witnessing God working miracles and signs and wonders in our midst. Hey. My God's not limited to working on, on Sundays, amen? Hey. God doesn't show up to work one day a week. God, God's always on the job. God's always working. And, and He's here just as much on a Wednesday night as He is on a Sunday morning. And so if we'll take our part and participate and draw our friends and draw our loved ones to hear the truth of the Word of God, they can know the truth about healing and that truth can set them free. Amen? I want us to pray together tonight. And I'm going to ask you to stand with me and I'm going to ask you to to direct your prayers in a, in a very special way. <clears throat> yes, I believe that 
that God has instructed me always to give an altar call for salvation. And I want to do that tonight. If you're here in this room and you need Jesus Christ to become your Savior, then, then friend, I believe the most important healing that we need in our bodies is, is the forgiveness of sin, the remission. That's, that's a healing not only for our body but for our soul. If you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I need Jesus to become my Savior, would you lift your hand anywhere in this room right now? Pastor, that's me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Here's the direction I'm going to ask you to go in your prayer time tonight, if you would, please. Miss Julie's going to put us on some music here in just a moment, and I'm going to ask you to take some time tonight and just, just spend it asking the Lord, Lord, who... Who in my circle of friends, who in my family, who do I know in my life that, that genuinely needs healing and would be willing to receive that healing? Who would be willing to cry out to God and understand that He is willing to heal them? If, if you would just take some time tonight and just ask the Holy Spirit to put one or two or three or twenty names on your heart of friends that you can invite to be here that they can receive healing from the Lord just just through the understanding of the truth of His love and the truth of His Word. And you take some time with me tonight and pray. God bless you tonight as you seek the Lord.
glad he heals all our disease. I trust him, don't you? I'm so glad he's willing. He's willing, he's willing, he's willing to heal us everywhere we are. I want to pray over you tonight, please. Father, I pray for these people I love so very much. I ask you to walk with them this week, Lord. Bless them, use them, Lord, for the glory of your kingdom. And Father, remind us of your willingness in our lives and the lives of our friends and family. Lord, you're willing to heal everyone right where they hurt. Lord, have your way and be praised in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Love you guys. God bless.